0: I have a great uncle, or did have before he died, in Memphis, Tennessee, by the name of Napoleon Hill. He was a multimillionaire cotton broker. I think if I stopped right there, you'd know why my father named me Napoleon. (laughs) We expected that he would leave some of his money to me on account of my having his name. But when the uh, will was read, when I was at the age of 14, he had left out the entire branch of hills from whence I came. And... uh, (laughs) I think that was the greatest favor that anybody ever did me, because I know what happened to the ones that did get the money. Would you mind asking what? What? What Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. Well, I, having had no inheritance, had to go to work, and I learned to make my own money. The next best thing that ever happened to me was when I was assigned by Andrew Carnegie to devote 20 years to the building of this philosophy. One of his conditions was that I should earn my own way as I went along without any subsidy from him. I want to tell you right now, I thought that was a disaster, but that was another blessing that came into my life. Having to earn my own way, I soon learned how to do it, and long before Mr. Carnegie died, I didn't need him anymore, financially or otherwise. I could make my own way. Carnegie was very smart in throwing me out on my own like that. He wanted me to learn to apply this philosophy as I went along, to make it work for myself. And he said, a success philosopher living in a hovel without any money and his shoes not shine and needing a shave is no good example of selling success. If you want to be successful in helping other people to succeed, uh, demonstrate that you can make your own philosophy work. And I think I have done that quite adequately and at all levels. Well, let me tell you the story of how I came to meet Andrew Carnegie. First of all, When I was in my early teens, I wanted to go into to college but didn't have any money. But I made arrangements with the Tazewell Business College to work my way through and took a secretarial course. When I finished, I looked around and I had an inspiration that has been far-reaching, that has affected millions of people and will affect millions of people, some of them not yet born. I did something that has never been done before nor afterward, as far as I know, in the way of ensuring that I would go to work for the man that I chose. I recognized that if I picked out a very successful, a very prosperous, a very wealthy man and could work for him in close contact as a secretary, that I would appropriate all of his friends and much of his knowledge, and it would be worth a stupendous amount to me. I finally chose General Rufus A. Ayers of Virginia. He owned a railroad, a chain of banks, a chain of sawmills, a chain of coal mines. And in addition to that, he was a senior member of one of the most important law firms in the state of Virginia. And I made up my mind that General Ayres was going to have the great fortune of giving me my first job. And here is how I broke the news to him. I wrote him a letter and I said, Dear General Ayers, I have just completed a secretarial course at Tazewell Business College, and I know you will be glad to hear that I have chosen you as my first employer, period and paragraph. I am willing to go to work for you under the following conditions. I will work for the first three months and pay you a salary of any amount you name per month for that privilege with the understanding that if at the end of those three months you wish to continue my services, you'll pay me that same salary. But meanwhile, you'll allow me to put on the cuff what i owe you, and you can take it out of what you owe me if you continue my services. Sincerely, Napoleon <laughs> I guess that put him on the spot, didn't it? He didn't answer my letter. He called my father on the telephone. He said, I want you to send that boy down. I want to look at him. He didn't say anything about employing me. I went down to this huge law office. He got up from his desk and he came around, walked all the way around me three or four times, never opened his mouth. And then he went back and sat down at his desk and he said, I wish to ask you just one question. Did you write that letter yourself or did somebody tell you what to write? I said, uh, General Ayers, I wrote that letter myself and I meant every word of it. He said, That's just what I thought after I looked you over. And you go to work tomorrow morning in the secretarial department at the regular beginning salary. A rather fabulous salary. At least, fabulous in those days. $50 a month. But $50?